it's been said that the Well, well what, what the, the fuck? fuck podcast listeners are the most beautiful people on the planet. Speaking of good looking, here's your hosts, Cree and John. Hey everyone. Well, what did you think of our new bumper? That was that was so, I don't know, I had so much fun making the bumpers. I don't think I've laughed that hard in a really long time. Yeah. Uh, the best part is, and I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag entirely, but I think if you come back next time for the next episode, you might get a little surprise. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Let's just leave it at that. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. Cree, I have a question for you. Okay. Have you ever taken an Uber? I take Ubers all the time. Awesome. So when do you use Uber? Like what's it what's its primary function for you? Anytime I'm drinking. Nice. That's smart. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I wish Uber had been around like when I was younger in college and drinking a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially in Vegas, because um there's really no public transportation here. Right. It's not really an easy town to get around unless you have your own car. Right. So, and if you yeah. have been drinking, having your own car isn't necessarily the best combo either. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How about you? When do you use Uber or do you? So around town, I don't very often, but when I travel, I mean, I use it like crazy unless it's someplace that I've driven to like Southern California when I go there. But um, I am just such a fan of like, even so the, we were just recently in New Orleans and there was literally a taxi stand across the street with five taxis lined up that I could have walked across the street and hopped in. And I still called an Uber. Did you really? I did. Now, how come you did that? Is it convenience? Is it price? Um, I think it's a combo of price and service. I, the the folks that are, I feel like the folks that drive for Uber are hustlers. Like they're out there just trying to do something and make themselves better. And uh, okay, people who drive a taxi, that's their job. I get it, but they're they're kind of like driving for the man. And I don't know. I I just feel like. Uber drivers are just hustlers. They're just out there. You know, it's their second or third gig. Yeah. Or they're having a life something that's going on. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Yeah. All right. So here's a bigger question. Have you ever driven for Uber? I have. In fact, we learned this about each other in the last episode when we were talking about what it's like to live in Las Vegas. Isn't that crazy? Like we've known each other forever and we talk about everything all the time and yet it just kind of randomly comes out during a podcast. I know. I know. I love it. <laughs> so ridiculous. I love it. So what, uh, what kicked you into driving for Uber? Well, um, three years ago when I started my business, I needed to figure out ways of making money, mm-hmm. but I needed my schedule to be flexible because I wanted to be able to focus on my business. I wanted to be able to um, be flexible when it came to clients who wanted to meet or come out and do a training session or something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, I tro- I turned to the gig economy. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, I checked out Uber and I actually drove for Uber and Lyft. Oh, okay. 
So I only drove for Uber. Um, nothing against Lyft, and I totally would have. I just my uh, my Uber career was uh, <laughs> was pretty short lived. So I did it for about six months. Yeah, mine was pretty short too. I think mine was more like three or four months. Okay. So yeah. uh, my my experience is a little bit similar. I was going through some stuff and uh, some extra cash seemed good. And, you know, I spend so much time on the computer between doing work and then a lot of my, you know, side work that I've always done is also on the computer. So I end up just kind of staring at a computer screen for so many hours a day that um, I, I don't know, I just wanted to try something different. And like you, that flexible schedule, I can kind of do it whenever I want. That was super appealing to me as well. So, um, you know, I would pick kind of like, uh, what I thought would be kind of, um, hotbed times, you know, Friday evening, driving over by the, uh, airport, um, up and mm-hmm. down the strip, things like that. So, you know, being in Vegas, we have, um, that 24 hour, uh, 24 hour city. So you could really do it anytime. And that's, that was a, that was a big draw for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my thing was I just needed to have some extra cash in my pocket. Yep. Um, it's super easy to get signed up. Mm-hmm. I think when I did it, they didn't require a business license or anything like that. I think you have to have one now oh, okay. in Clark County. Yeah. Which yeah. is smart. Yeah. And I did the same thing, you know, just tried to go go drive on nights and weekends and get the most bang for my buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what caused you to stop? Well, what caused me to stop was over time for me and my schedule, mm-hmm. it was putting more wear and tear on my car and costing more, I think, than I had anticipated. Yeah. And I learned that I could go elsewhere to make that's, you know, the money that I needed yeah, to have in yeah. my pocket is really what it was. All right. So you kind of, you kind of hit on one of the big topics for me, which is, um, like the costs and whatnot. So uh, I don't know about you, but I am a spreadsheet junkie. Did you create a spreadsheet and track like all of your expenses and income and everything for Uber? I did not. I use their dashboard oh, for okay. reporting, okay. basically. So yeah. I, I will have to share it with you sometime because mine you, was extensive. You uh, totally geeked out on Uber. Of course I did. Of that, course you did. that shouldn't even be a surprise. <laughs> of course I did. Yeah, I had a uh, I had a Google Doc that um, basically I tracked um, the amount of hours that I was out, the amount of income I had. Uh, the miles, I think I was doing how many miles I drove, um, because that was available inside of the Uber dashboard and then, uh, money that I earned, but also separately tips and then gas and was just trying to figure out where all of that came out to. And I, I, I think if I had done it longer, I would have probably expanded on the spreadsheet and really started figuring out things like days of week, times of day and crap like that. Right. Um, right. But I didn't. So let me just tell you real quickly why I stopped. I stopped because I felt like I was playing a game that I like to call vomit roulette. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Now, I never had anybody throw up in my car. Um, oh, and here's the best part was I wasn't driving my car. I was driving my wife's car. <laughs> oh, but was your photo in the, you know, in the profile? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay, me. Okay. It was yeah. me. Like everything about it was me, but it was her car that I was actually driving while I was out driving for Uber. So um, we, so what actually got me to stop was we traded in her car and got a new car. <laughs> and I'm like, That'll... there's no way I'm playing vomit roulette in a brand new car. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. So now yeah. some people, I, I know a lot of people who have gone and bought brand new cars specifically <laughs> to drive for Uber. And that makes a lot of sense because you can get like, if you, you know, some people were buying like nice Mercedes to go drive, you know, like uh, the Uber black and stuff like that, which I totally get it. Um, but again, um, and I, you know, do you think the vomit roulette thing is as big of a thing outside of Vegas or do you think we just have uh, like just ratchet that up I think that's pr- I'm not going to say just Vegas I would say like in a big city on a weekend yeah so pretty universal yeah All like right. New York or LA on a week yeah a weekend night you're you're playing vomit roulette yeah such a great game sure. yeah I want to get back to your spreadsheet though real yeah, quick yeah sure so when you did all the calculations, how much did you average per hour, your income? I think it was right in the neighborhood of about $15 an hour. Between, it, really? Yeah, it ranged between like 12 to $15 an hour. That's pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, now I did not have an extensive spreadsheet like you did, but mm-hmm. I think I was making like less than 10 an hour. Okay, yeah. I... um. You know, I think that uh, the the life cycle of Uber, especially here in Vegas, we had a very auspicious start, and it, you know, the the taxi cabs here just absolutely hated Uber, still do, um, which uh, is, that's also universal. That's not just Vegas, but you mm-hmm. know, Vegas, uh, like the Teamsters, basically were like threatening to shut everything down. So yeah, like that's not happening. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was pretty nuts. So I, I it could also be that the time in which you drove versus when I drove and you know, that they change their rules and how they pay people, all that. all So, um, could have just been circumstance and, and timing. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly not cause I'm more charming cause that we know that's not true. Yeah. So you didn't have anybody vomit no. in your car, nope. but, uh, craziest story. So <laughs> my favorite story to tell, um, do you remember a few years back when there was a man and a woman who uh, got arrested for having sex on the high roller? Yes, I remember reading about that. Okay, so for those of you listening who don't know, the high roller <laughs> is kind of like the, the London Eye. It's like the big... Um, not a roller coaster, but uh, Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. That's the one yeah. with the big, big pods. And some of those pods actually have like a full bar inside of them. Well, there was a tourist couple that had sex in one of those, and they got arrested. Which, duh. I mean, they're they're glass 
containers like everybody can see you. So the best part about it, though, is if you ever get a chance and find the mug shots for them, like the look on the man's face is like he just won the lottery. He's just like <laughs> cheesing it up like big grin. And then the woman is just like. I fucking told him this was going to happen. Like, <laughs> right? It's so great. It's so fantastic. Oh, but, I'll have to go check that oh, out. Oh, they're great. Well, I did not drive those folks. That would have been a much better story, I'm sure. <clears throat> but I was, um, I had this group of four, uh, a little bit older uh, folks who were from uh, back east. And they, um, they're apparently, they have been like lifelong traveling partners, these two couples, and they've been all over the world together. And so they asked me something, uh, they were, they were talking and, and, um, they were talking about kind of like getting in trouble in Vegas. And I said, Oh, well, you know, as long as you don't have sex on the high roller, you should be pretty good. And so then I had to relay the story to them. And then the, one of the guys says something like an offhanded comment about how when they were in, I think it was in Vienna, like his, his wife didn't get to see any of the, uh, any of the trip while they were on the gondolas. And the other, it took them a second, but uh, apparently she didn't get to see anything on the gondola ride because I don't know about you, but I had just enough time to pee. And now, back to the show. She didn't get to see anything on the gondola ride because her head was in his lap. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So <laughs> the best part was is the other couple didn't know this story, and they fucking lost it. It was so great. <laughs> Um, so I would say that having somebody in their sixties or maybe early seventies, um, let on that, um, they basically toured in the gondolas, you know, getting head. I don't know. That was was a pretty good story. I like that one. Yeah. It sounds like one person had a more enjoyable experience than the other one. Depends. I don't know. That's true. You don't know. That's true. Well, that's what I think. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? Crazy story. You know, crazy stories are a little different for me. So as a woman driving for Uber. Oh, yeah. It's interesting because the clients who would get into my car were more concerned about my safety and well-being than I was. That's fantastic. And it was always kind of creepy because I would say 80% of the time someone would say something about it. Really? Yes, and ask me whether or not I was scared. And I was, my answer was always like, well, do I need to be right now? (laughs) You know? Yeah. And, but I have a lot of the stories where people get in the car and they're just having a fun time in Vegas. And um, I enjoyed it because sometimes people would get in the car and they, they would think they knew where they were going to go next. Mm -hmm. But as we were talking in the car, I would end up dropping them off somewhere else. Oh yeah. That was always a fun one. The, 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 Oh, Hey, can we just stop by this other place first? Yeah, we do that. Or, um, I'd ask him what they were doing in town and they would say, well, we're not sure. We're just heading back to our hotel. Mm -hmm. And then we would continue to talk if they wanted to talk. Yeah. 
And um, sometimes they were open to having me drop them off at a new experience or there would be a restaurant or a bar that I suggested that, oh, that nice. they should hang out at or something like that. So. Yeah, that was the that was one of the interesting things about driving that I didn't really expect, which was um, you're instantly the tour guide. Absolutely. And yeah. I hadn't really, I guess I hadn't really thought of that. And, you know, um, I mean, I've lived in Vegas for quite a long time and I've done like, we've seen the bulk of the Cirque du Soleil shows and we've seen, you know, we've eaten at many, many of the, the good restaurants in town, but you know, a lot of times people will be like, Oh, what do you, what, are, what is there to do off the strip? And like, I have my one go-to answer, but sending tourists to the pinball hall of fame is probably not exactly what they have in mind. <laughs> and outside of that, like I'm lost, you know, people will be like, Oh, what strip club should I go to? Dude, I've been to a strip club in like 25 <laughs> no, I, years. Like, yeah. I don't know. Just pick one here. There you go. There will be naked women in there. I promise. Go. Yeah. Well, yeah. I never got that question. No. Oh man. That no, was, that was a popular one. But I did have um, a couple of times where I would show up and it would show a woman's name. Yes. And I would show up and it would be like the opposite sex. That mm -hmm. happened one time from man to woman and the other time from woman to man. I would say that that happened um, easily three times a week for me driving. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But you yeah. know what it was? It was people who were like... Uh, I, I would get it all the time where it's like, um, oh yeah, that was my daughter's Uber. She's just paying to get me to her or paying to get me to the store. Um, mm -hmm. oh yeah, absolutely. I got that all the time. It's always yeah, freaky. No. no, in these circumstances, so I understand that happening, mm -hmm. but in these circumstances, it was that person. <gasps> oh yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. No, I, that, I did not have that. Not that I know of. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And we always ended up on the strip, even if I tried to avoid the strip. Mm -hmm. Eventually ended down on the strip. Yeah. Um, the one thing, though, I mean, most people were super nice. Um, I had the hardest time, though, with the smoke. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's, ugh. It's always. Did you ever have anybody just straight up ask you, hey, is it cool if I open a beer back here? No, but I did ask. I did get asked if um, I wanted to pull over and have a smoke with them. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Did you? No. Oh, just checking. I yeah. Didn't. I um, People coming into Vegas, they forget <laughs> that we're actually a city with police officers and laws and things like that. Crazy stuff. I know. Um, but yeah, this multiple times I had people would be like, hey, is it cool if we just open a beer because we'd be driving on the strip and i'm like right no you can't like that would be an open container violation but if you were walking on the street you absolutely could drink that yeah that was uh, that was a weird one yeah i one of the not not crazy stories but i had a lot of folks who wanted to talk politics all the really? time. Yeah. They would get in and they'd just be like, um, oh, so what did you think about so-and-so? And I'd be like, uh, 
how about them Dodgers? Um, I would just try to avoid the conversation entirely because I figured there's, you know, there's really, there's, it's a no win situation, right? <laughs> no, and you're in a car with them. Right, exactly. And, yeah. you know, it's like if, if I piss them off with my, with my view, are they then going to give me a one star rating because I said this instead of that? But so this one time it was, I was driving and it was a Sunday morning, probably about 6 a.m., which I found to be a really good time uh, to drive on the strip because you would pick up all those people who are heading to the airport. And so it was just like a a round trip back and forth between the airport and the strip. And it was so great. So it was, that was probably some of my favorite trips, but I, uh, so it was six in the morning and it was, I got a ping for something that was off strip and I went and it was a bar 6am on a Sunday morning, picking somebody up at a bar. You can only imagine how well this went. Um, this is probably as close as I ever got to vomit roulette. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was a guy and his, uh, I'll just say girlfriend. I don't know. Um, and of course, it ends up being like a 25-minute ride. And he's he's hammered. Uh-huh. Uh, he is trying to fool around with his girl in the back seat. Oh, that's just ugly. Oh, it was bad. And on top of that, he was asking me about politics and um, going to war and whether or not I supported it. And I mean, I could not... I, I felt like I was uh, like Keanu Reeves in the Matrix, just like dodging bullets, just like whoa! Totally, oh, jeez, totally. uh, that was that was probably my my worst ride. Was just twenty five minutes of like avoiding bombs. I guess is really what it felt like. Yeah, yeah, and hoping the guy doesn't get sick. Oh yeah, that was the other thing, especially yeah. like the last couple of minutes, like as we were getting there, like I could just tell. I mean, you know, you've you've been drunk you you know that feeling where you start to get where you're just like oh this isn't good and i can mm-hmm. see it in the rear view mirror from him and i'm just mm-hmm. like i know where he's at it's not yeah. gonna end well so. so i had something really embarrassing happen while i was driving for uber i got pulled over nice totally got pulled over <laughs> with somebody in the back <laughs> with somebody in the back oh shit that oh yeah so, great. so i was doing one of those morning airport runs okay so exit off of the 15 on trop to head east to the airport and you don't realize it because when you get off so you get off the freeway and the speed limit's 45 mm-hmm. and then as you drive in front of the trop and you go towards Hooters, mm-hmm. it drops down to 35. Yeah. Pulled over, motorcycle cop. Oh. Yeah. And I have this guy in the back seat. And not only do I have him in the back seat, he's running late. No. Yes. So I quickly turn into Hooters, the casino right there. <laughs> and I'm just like, Listen, officer, here's my stuff. Just give me my ticket. I have to get this guy to the airport. Yeah. You know, but yeah. And then, and also I'm driving for Uber because I need some money. Right. So getting a ticket is kind of like the exact opposite of making money. Yeah, the exact opposite. So now I'm just like, how am I going to pay this ticket? How much is this going to be? Maybe this guy will feel real sorry for me and he'll... 
you know, give me a huge tip or something. Yeah. And uh, anyway, yeah, that happened. Oh, man. It was awful. How about the folks who get in and know the best way to get where you're going? <laughs> yeah. I would just listen to them. Right. In fact, that's that's what they told us in the training. It's like if somebody tells you to go a different way, because you're working for tips. Yeah. Let's yeah. just be honest. True. You know, the, the wage that you get driving, even if you're out and you're, you know, you're getting a higher fare. Surging you're all stuck, the way, yeah. Yeah, you're stuck in traffic, mm-hmm. you're dealing with all the stuff. I mean, you, you want to be nice enough so people tip you. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, oh man. One other one that really sticks out in my mind, one ride that um, was just, it was so bizarre. I I got a ping and it was for downtown and it was I think it was kind of behind the D, uh, the D mm-hmm. hotel, and there's like this. So where the mar- so you know here's the thing. When you're going to pick up your friend, you know what your friend looks like. So when you're driving and you see your buddy standing on a certain side of the street, you go to that side of the street. When you're driving for Uber, you have no idea who you're picking up, obviously. (laughs) And so you can't, like, all you can do is go to where the little dot tells you that's where they're at. And so that's what I did. I went into this thing and it was a big, kind of like a U, kind of a U-turn. There was no, like, it was an, it was a dead end. So it showed that they were on the left side. So what I had to do was I had to drive or down to the end of the dead end, turn around and pull over. And I pull over and um, I I pull over to literally where the dot was and um, there's nobody there. So I text him and he's like, uh, oh, well, we're across the street. So they are literally on the other side of this little dead end. Yeah. So I am what, 50 feet away from them? And I said, oh, well, I'm right across the street. He's like, well, can you come pick us up? I'm like, I'm literally right across the street. He's like, fine, we'll be right there. (laughs) They literally had to walk across the street. They got in and it was a guy and his wife. No reason why they like, it wasn't like somebody had a limp. Nobody had a cane. No, I wasn't. I mean, nobody was being put out here. Um, And then okay, we got over that. And then I drove them all the way from there all the way over to Henderson, (coughs) middle of Henderson. Uh, This is a nice, decent 25, 20, 25 minute drive. And the whole entire time we have a fantastic conversation. We're talking about their family and all the stuff they've been doing and blah, blah, blah. Everything goes great. One star review. No. Yeah. I'm like, and what? it has you have to, to do some, I mean, those, that's the thing is those reviews really make a difference mm-hmm. when you're a driver. Totally. Because if you dip below a certain level, you won't get any work. Yeah. So man. Yeah. I, I, I was just blown away. Like he sounded a little perturbed at the very beginning, but literally when they got into the car, 20 plus minutes of hanging out with them. We chatted, had a great conversation, laughed, the whole works. I 
gave them like recommendations for a couple of different places that they could go. And they were very thankful for all of that. And then it was a one star review. I'm just like, well, I mean, okay, buddy. I mean, if, if that's what, if that's what makes your day, but right. yeah. So, I mean, I, and you know, I, and I've said this before about other things too, because I like, I grew up working at my family's fish market in the, um, you know, food service business. And I really think that every person should spend at least a year working in retail, uh, working directly with customers, because I believe that um, I am a much better consumer when I go into a restaurant or into a store um, or even have to just call and talk with customer service. I feel like I'm more prepared to kind of handle it civilly uh, than, than most people because, holy shit, people just in general are, you know, kind of assholes, I guess. They are assholes. Yeah. But if you they really are, and you really learn that uh, when you're when you're kind of working in that environment too, so um, yeah, yeah. And Uber was no different. <laughs> no, it was not. Yeah, but some good stories. Always good stories. Always good stories. So, all right, finishing up. Would you do it again? Situation requiring it, or would you do it again? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. But I did it. And it was fun. I really people enjoyed it. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I had so many great conversations with people from all over the world. Right. Why wouldn't you do it? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So. This has been a lot of fun. I love chatting with you. <laughs> I'm so glad we get to I, do this. I know. And I think that's the first time I've told somebody that I got pulled over while I was driving an Uber. That's great. That is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I never did. And now, I don't know, I kind of feel like I, I may have cheated myself by not driving long enough that I that I got pulled over. Well, you can always go back. I can always go back. <laughs> exactly. All right, Cree. Why don't you go and hit that button? You got it. And that's a wrap on another fine episode of the Well What The Fuck Podcast. It would mean the world to us. And by us, I mean John and Cree. They're not paying me enough to be that invested. But as I was saying, it would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave a review. And don't forget to head over to wellwtf.com. I'm sure they're trying to push something on you over there. Enjoy the turkey.